Today on D&D Outdoors, we're breaking down the Pittman-Robinson Act, talking about how the Return Act is dangerous for wildlife and what you can do to do your part to help protect hunting, fishing, and wildlife conservation throughout the country. D&D Outdoors is brought to you by Headline Outdoors. Download Headline Outdoors on Roku or Amazon Fire TV today and watch Season 3, which new episodes airing every week. It is also brought to you by Southwestern Outdoorsman, currently running 15% off all bison products with code BISON. Head on over to www.southwesternoutdoorsman.com and get yours today. Welcome back, everyone, to D&D Outdoors. Today on the show, we dive into the Pippin Robinson Act. We kick off our hunting is conservation series. So this episode and the next episode, we'll be diving into how hunters play and fishers and all outdoorsmen play a key role in conservation. Um, as we said, this role, we're going to be talking about the Pittman-Robinson Act. It's kind of what's hot in the streets right now, especially with the Return Act hitting Congress as we speak. So how have you been, Dustin? Doing pretty good, man. I, I like your shirt there. Thank you. Just really brings out my eyes. Oh, you got these today. Yeah, we could have twins. I was like, the babe, do I wear the light gray or the dark gray? And then the dark gray was the first one I saw. I was like, all right, I'll just go with the dark gray. <laughs> oh, man. You doing all right out there? I'm doing good. Can't complain, you know, just in the hundreds. You know, as, as I said, I was out, out on a trip last week and missed a 133 degree day. So that was nice. Didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> what about you? I'm hanging in there. We're supposed to be getting that 100-degree weather this weekend. So, Yeah, and, you know, I was at a elk seminar last night to learn more about elk hunting, and one of the speakers there said, you complain about the heat, but all the heat means is you're another month closer to deer and elk season. I was like, I like the way he thinks on that one because that's a good way to think. I've seen the memes floating around about how you have it's a summer, a fake summer, hell's back door, yeah. another fake summer, then a, a real fall or something like that. And it's like, yeah, we're right there. Yeah. yeah we're, we're so close, but yet so far. Yeah. I am ready for fall. Yes. Oh, I am too. I'm ready for the cool weather, the pumpkin spice lattes, and the venison. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> You're secretly a pumpkin spice latte fan. You don't got to lie. I can honestly say I have never drunk anything with pumpkin spice and or latte in the name. Well, you're one of the few. I got to say that. I wish I could say that. Every now and then a good pumpkin spice latte really gets me going. And there goes the viewers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've had one. Just because I need I want to try it out. But other than that. No, I haven't had many in my life. Cats I like out my, the bag now. Yeah, I like my coffee black with no cream, sure. no sugar. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I can actually go out on a limb and say I've never stepped foot in a Starbucks. I wish I could say that. I can't, I can't say that. I've been through more than I would like to say, especially in my college and down right at the university center right there. That was before I knew all the crazy stuff that Starbucks is part of. That was when I was young and naive. 
Oh, I'll give you my address and you can just mail that man card back to me. I will. I th- I've lost I lost that a, w- a while ago, so I'm gonna have to go find it. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so yeah. Pittman Robinson act. Get it. So I think yeah, as we do talk about it, it's it's good to talk about. I think it's really president press pre- in common what's happening right now in the present. Um and it's just really something that I think um, sportsmen, hunters, fishermen, everything just really haven't really thought of because it's always just kind of been that background or something you've always right. accepted. It's something um, that needs to be brought back up, just a refresher or a reminder about. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially what the Pittman-Robinson Act, the name came from, was the Federal Aid and Wildlife or Restoration Act of 1937 from Nevada Senator Key Pittman and Virginia Congressman Absalom Willis Robinson, a.k.a. Pittman Robinson. I didn't know uh, they it was a Virginia Congressman as well. Did you know that? I did not. No. She's learning something already. Learn something new every day. Um, the act, you know, on September... Second was signed by probably what I would say is the most conservation-focused president ever in Franklin Roosevelt. I think, you know, with, and it's kind of been amended a couple times. And essentially what the last amendment um, has done is really focused more on habitat and wildlife conservation more than each. It also creates an excise tax that provides the funds for each state and their habitat. So, you know, it's really cool. Um, notable species, you know, while I was researching that, Pittman Robinson has came back, which in your neck of the woods, you're probably like, damn, there are none of these almost for the white-tailed deer. <laughs> like, oh man, when I read that, I was like, oh, it's crazy to think that at one point, white-tailed deer were so few and far, far between that. This one act is this really speaks I think for itself on what it's done. I mean, I don't know. I go to Michigan a lot. We don't have them out here, but the white-tailed deer, they're there, like they're everywhere. Like they're there, there. It, it, it was stories that I heard my dad and grandfather talking about that, you know, it was, if you saw a deer track, you know, everybody had to come look at it because you rarely saw any deer. Yeah. And now they're everywhere. I think my grandfather... Before he passed, he'd only killed two deer. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's crazy just how the times have changed um, because of this act. It also brought back wild turkeys and wood ducks. Um, I know, I've heard mixed things about wild turkeys that they've been back back, but it seems like now they might be declining again, which is a perfect time to pull this bill when we're going to need help getting the turkeys to come back. Um, wood ducks. That'd be awesome. I'd love to have a wood duck on my wall. I'm sorry. I'd love to go hunt for one. And they're just cool ducks, I think at least. Um, but essentially, what it does is it creates an 11% sales tax on long guns and ammo, so your rifles and archery equipment, and then a 10% sales tax on handgun and their ammo. And it's paid for by the manufacturers. Uh, producers and the people importing the guns but i don't really know many out of the u.s market gun companies honestly that people import guns i feel like we do a lot of the exporting of the guns 
I've never really heard of a European gun. Last time the Europeans had guns, we whipped them in a war. Didn't we take them from them? Yeah, we took them from them, and then they banned them. They were so embarrassed by them. Um, Which, it's a country that only allows an ho a household to have one gun. Really? That, that it's like a double-barreled shotgun with a rifle stuck in the middle. It's like a it's three three barrels. Interesting. I, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> I've seen one, and that's been years ago. Interesting. That'd be kind of cool gun to see, though. Honestly. Oh man. So with the Pittman Robinson Act, roughly between 2016 to 2020, it's raised 3.59 billion dollars, roughly 700. And 18 million per year. That's a lot. A lot of money. In that four-year span, um, it's done almost not the greatest math, but it's done almost a quarter of the amount that Pittman Robinson has made within the close to 90, 80 some years it's been been around. It's overall it's created 11.5 billion in revenue for funding um, for these. <laughs> animals um it's just it's really interesting that all of a sudden you know that people claim to be you know pro-wildlife pro-conservation and now we are really getting rid of it in a way um no i think the reason why we're getting rid of it i don't as i said in the past it's been things that don't make too much sense in my mind. It doesn't make too much sense for, I think, anyone else. I think it might have been one of those bills, this return act that um, kind of Pitt and Robinson Act got thrown into it. Um, but, you know, when you're thinking of the wildlife that's going to be impacted in the greater goods and things, you know, we're looking at the wolf reintroductions throughout the Western states. And the Red Wolves, as we talked about in previous episodes, out in the eastern states. But, I mean, the money's coming from somewhere. And it's not coming from the tax. I mean, I guess it's coming from the taxpayers. But it's coming mainly from different resources and ma mainly provided from the Pitt and Robinson Act, the money that's generated from them. I mean, if you're talking about taking out $718 million that's distributed through 50, all 50 states, not evenly, just on their basis needs, it's... Not something that's very good. It's not that's a big chunk of change. I mean, is that where's that gonna get directed towards now? I mean Yeah. I mean, where where are these agencies that rely on it gonna come from? I mean, if you think of it, I was like trying to like, well, they can raise license fees, they can do this, that, but even raising license fees, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you don't make too much money off the of license fees. You're not gonna be able to cover. You know, let's say each state gets about 718 million, but that's about close to 11 to 12 million dollars each if they got it evenly. Can't make up that revenue and just selling you know, tax. And we've said it in other episodes that if you're raising a price tag on a license, you get more and more people that can't afford it and they're not going to buy a license. Yeah, they're just going to disappear right out like everybody else. Now you're losing potential money. Um, yeah, so to dive into the return act here, 
It was brought to us by Georgia Congressman Andrew Clyde. Um, and 53 co-sponsors introduced this legislation. Um, the Return Act, which stands for Return, our Constitutional Rights Act. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, the Return Act, which stands for Repeal Excessive Tax and Unalienable Rights Now, which I guess you consider the Pittman-Robbins Act an excessive tax, but it's not like the tax is a justifiable tax. I mean, I never thought I would say that in my life, but the means of the tax exceed, the, have a good reason behind it. And that's at least in my humble opinion. Um, in, in the case, you know, it's, just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I've, um, I've tried, I've, I've read so far that um, we've actually have had some kind of breakthroughs in it that four co-sponsors so far have rescinded their sponsorship of the bill. Um, so we are, we are seeing a drop. So instead of 53 now, we're down to 40, 49. And, you know, I think, I think it's going to keep dropping um, the work done by like Hal, who we've had on in the past. Um, if you haven't, we have always a sign up link for Hal in our description of this um, podcast. Definitely go do the acts. We, the, you can tweet at them. You can he has it set up where you can send them faxes. I have been sending them so many faxes just because I think it's cool. I get to send a fax online. I don't know. <laughs> um, and also, you know, just go go above of just what other you just reach out, email your Congress people directly. Their 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 information is posted online. And you just say, hey, you're dumb. Don't repeal. Don't get rid of Pittman Robinson. You can keep it really simple if you want. Um, you know, be respectful. Don't say anything. Like that's disrespectful on it. Don't go um, to their house and protest. Yeah, don't do that. Like be be the bigger person. Um, I've already rented and, the van and we've got the poster set up, man. What what's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you do protest, leave D and D outdoors out of it, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, well, yeah, there's there's plenty of ways to get around it. You know, it's. It's one of those bills where I think the bill wholeheartedly has a good meaning, but the Pittman-Robinson Act just somehow gets tied up in there. I don't know if this person is directly attacking Pittman-Robinson, which wouldn't make much sense, especially coming from a state like Georgia, where outside of, I feel like, Atlanta, hunting, fishing is very much ingrained in their heritage. Um, I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, on it it's just it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out we we got to understand you know on top of everything that the if we don't do anything on it nothing's gonna be done we just let it go by you can't you gotta at least have a dog in the fight or to try to win the fight i i, I don't understand how Both sides of the fence. You got pro hunters. You got non pro hunters. The, the, the anti hunters, mm -hmm. like PETA and all that, or pro animals and whatnot. How are they not jumping on saying, "Hey, we need this because the money is helping the animals." The PETA doesn't care because PETA just hates hunting. It's just as simple as that. I know. 
well, who was it? I was listening to someone speak in an interview. It was like the CEO or the president of the Humane Society. And they asked them when the California Bear Band was coming to play, asking, well, the Humane Society fund bear restoration and wildlife habitats that would be lost from this. And they said, no, we won't do that. They don't care. I mean, as I say, if you want to be a killer, go sign up for Peter, the Humane Society, because the Humane Society has, I believe, it's close to 70% kill rate for their animals that come in. So you like killing stuff. Go ahead and join the Humane Society because you, one, you aren't going to have to work for anything. The animal's already caged up. And number two <laughs> is that's what they do. They're into killing business, Peter, in the Humane Society. I mean, 70% kill rate for their animals they bring in, that's not, that's not very good at all, especially for something Especially, I think I said in that episode that their kill rate is actually higher than mine. Yeah. Oh, if I had a 70% kill rate, I would not be having that background behind me. You would be seeing some animals on the wall. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, we have. Some here. of the animals I do have on the wall here is why I'm not allowed in zoos anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, get them the good old-fashioned way. Right. <laughs> Just like the uh, Humane Society. Walk yeah. them in a cage. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a crazy world we live in. Um, but, yeah, as I said, like, please, please reach out to your senators. Use our HAL action items that we do have in our link in the bio to sign up for it. Um, or the link in the description on the bio. But actually, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at DND Outdoors. We do have in our link tree a direct link to how to sign up as well, which is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, as always, thank you guys for listening. You know, like, and we, we're going to keep diving into kind of the next episode will be the North American model of conservation, which is very important to hunters as well. And then... It will be hunting season almost. It kind of gets me excited to say that. Hopefully. Hopefully this hunting season, I'll be on headline outdoors killing something this year or harvesting something. Me too. <laughs> Instead of me just cooking. We'll see. Uh, I mean, that's the plan at least. No one goes, I don't do all that work just to look at the damn sunset or sunrise. I'm trying to think. I just need to become a sunrise photographer and sunset photographer. I think I'm getting good at that <laughs> for the most part. But uh, thank you guys for listening very, very much. Um, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And if you are heading to work, it will be over soon. Whether you're hunting, fishing, scouting, Sitting down for long periods of time just really takes it out of you. Your back is sore. Your body is sore. You're going to have to leave your tree stand or blind early just because you are not comfortable. Well, let's change that with Pure Pro. Pure Pro is making an avid hunter, outdoor enthusiast, some most comfortable products out there in the market. You can be able to sit for long periods of time and not have a sore back or body. Mate right here in the USA. Get your Pure Pro products today at www.purpro.com. That is www.pur-pro.com today.